Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. It is episode 518, coming to you on the 28th of October, which is a Saturday. This is the bonus or makeup episode you wish you could have got on Friday. <laughs> I'm kidding, really. No, seriously. It was the one I should have put out on Friday, so I could have put my Friday episode out on Thursday. But as they say, that is water under the bridge. So today I'm going to um, go off script, kind of change things up a bit, if you will. I have always focused on being Texas-centric, focusing on what's going on at the state level and lower in Texas, but I can't ignore what's going on, honestly, at the national and global or worldwide scale at this point, and to continue to ignore it really leaves a gaping hole. And I'm also going to have to use terminology that I don't like at all. The words, I don't know. So, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. Please join me and we'll go to our little intro here. Yes, that's right. The way you can help me help you continue to grow the show and make a difference is to like, share, and subscribe to this here program. You can do that at any social media group that you see me at, which is according to Callus, and I am at the Facebook, Gab, and MeWe. I am on every podcatcher that I'm aware of, and if you'll follow the show there, because following the show is the big criteria, which helps me get the show out there, and if you're feeling particularly motivated today, after today especially maybe, please rate and review the program. All right, so here we go. On with the program. What in the world? That's how I'm titling it. So let me just say, <clears throat> we have a war, an ongoing war in the Ukraine between the Russians and the Ukrainians. Um, many of the Ukrainians apparently are warmed over Nazis from the 50s, perhaps. I got to tell you, I said this once once, if not a hundred times in the past to friends and family, and at least one or two episodes I've mentioned this, I see no good reason why the United States is involved in this war. I see no good reason or no positive benefit from arming and protecting and helping the Ukrainians. Now, I know there's a big story here. I know there's a whole lot that we don't know. So I will just say, based upon my best recollection... We were involved in a number of color revolutions, including one in Ukraine. We took what was essentially a slightly pro-Russian government and kicked it to the curb to a pro-West government. We indeed have invited or allegedly invited Ukraine to consider joining NATO. Now, I don't know about you, but what I know about Russian history, they're not fans of having their enemies on their front door. They they like having a buffer state or country in between them and their perceived enemies. Now, real or imagined, we're poking the bear. The United States, NATO, EU, whatever, they're poking the bear and we're going along for the ride here. So, I, again, I don't take a position one way or the other. I, I've said, again, many times, I think both are bad actors. Both sides have 
negative aspects. I'm not, I'm not enthusiastic about either side, but I really don't see why our guys are going there. I have friends, acquaintances I know that have gone there for various reasons. And hey, if it's family or some other connection, I get it. Respectfully, I'll disagree with you, but I get it. You want to go do that? I'm not going to stand in your way. But the United States government funding, sending weapons, arming, it's way beyond. For for starters, I'd like just 10% of what we've wasted in the Ukraine to be spent on our border. I'd like 10% of what we've invested in protecting that border utilized on our border. But I know that's too much to ask for. So let's pivot. While this is going on, uh, apparently there was some little tiff that was getting fired up there in uh, Africa, but I guess both sides petered out. They didn't want to come to blows there, or one side capitulated faster than the other. Don't know, but that was looking rather interesting. Uh, and if you don't know about it, uh, the country's name is Niger. Go look it up. Do your own research. You can look into it. Essentially, they were a... Mm, Country under the thumb of France, and maybe not anymore. We shall see. Then, in the background, we still have uh, China wanting to reunite with Taiwan, whether they want them to or not. Now, I don't know about you, but again, I'm not losing sleep on that situation. Now, Taiwan is nominally our ally. We made some promises to them. We've done other things. We have sent an entire... Uh, industry over to Taiwan so that they could produce this stuff for us. And they are bitter rivals, if not enemies, with the country of China. But they are essentially the same group of people that have two different governments. And honestly, I'm not sure there's a significant return to be gained by involving ourselves in a battle between two cousins. Again, we fortunately have not gone down that road yet, but the more that goes on in Ukraine, and again, perhaps in Africa, and then that brings us to Israel. Now look, I know the politically correct answer here is, as a good Christian, you're supposed to support God's chosen people. Uh, That would be the Israelis. Um, I know that it's a whole lot more complicated than that. I know that there's lots of arguments to be made. But what I don't know is why. What I don't know is what is it about a pronouncement in Genesis is still in effect today that we need to, I don't know, perhaps engage the entire United States in yet another war for minimal, if any, return. Now, I'm not suggesting that we should only get in the wars where we're going to get a benefit. No, what I'm suggesting is, is why would we go provoke, encourage, and quite frankly, back actions that bring about a wide-scale war or confrontation? Now, I know that that benefits a whole lot of military uh, suppliers, right? You know, the major corporations, part of the military-industrial complex, and that's all fine and dandy for them, but there's going to be a whole lot of people dying. Now, you can hate Muslims all you want. You can hate particularly Palestinians all you want, which apparently there's no love for Palestinians, unless, of course, you're making a choice between a Palestinian and an Israeli Jew. 
uh, when you're when you're a Muslim and living in the Middle East. They don't like the Palestinians, but they like the Israelis even more or even less. So I, I understand some of what's going on here, but I don't need to know the details. All I need to know is there's no reason for the United States to be getting involved. But I'm sure I'm sure we're going to get you know, fund them and we're going to send weapons and we're going to, we're going to do all those various things. Strangely enough, the Israelis really didn't need us in 48, 67 or 72, but now all of a sudden they do. Why might that be? Now, I will also say that I know the United States has been providing tons of money to both Israel and Egypt and well, probably Saudi Arabia, Qatar, um, Iran, Turkey, Syria, stop me if I get enough or if I miss something here. But the idea that we can keep funding everybody to, quote, behave themselves and it's not going to eventually come back to bite us on the backside. I I, I don't know how you can wrap that or how you can sell that. I just don't. Eventually, it's going to come the blows. And look, I've heard most of the arguments. I've heard even good libertarians disagree on this. I know the conservatives as Republicans, we disagree on this. And well, the Democrats are all over the map. Um, unless of course you're one of the crazy leftists in the squad, but nevertheless, I don't think we need to be picking sides here. I think both sides, um, don't come into this clean, but again, the United States, we think we can serve or solve the world's problems and we can't solve our own. Wow. We can't even serve our own constituents maybe is the way I should look at it because once again, we're so worried about Israel and their borders, we ignore our own. Case in point, what's going on in Texas? Yet again, the feds are coming down there and opening the doors for millions, hundreds of thousands depending on what kind of time span you want to give here, people that don't belong here, they weren't invited. Well, actually, I guess technically our government, the federal government is inviting them, but we, the people we're like, yeah, we don't need this. We don't want this. I mean, to use the Democrats own argument, we have enough people to pick the lettuce. Those are their words, not mine. Just so we're clear. I've always been open. I work with a lot of guys from, you know, Latin countries. Most of them are here legally. Some live in the state. Some live in New Mexico and drive in to work here. They're great guys. I think very highly of them. They have an awesome work ethic and I'm glad to have them, you know, on my team. They all pass their background checks. They've done everything they're supposed to do. They're here legally. They're doing the best they can for their families. And they'll even travel back to look after their extended family. I mean, kudos to them. This is the American, you know, vision, looking out for your extended family, doing better. But I don't understand what's going on right now. It makes no sense. We've got multiple wars abroad that we're continuing to stick our nose in for no good reason. I guess technically we're supposed to be leader of the free world. Technically we're supposed to be global cop in some people's minds, but I want no part of it. What I'm interested in is protecting our own home, our own country. What I, what I even put first beyond that is I'm more interested about putting Texas first and protecting Texas. Still waiting on Greg Abbott to do something of significance here. Uh, I guess I ought not hold my breath, but 
Maybe. Maybe he's going to do something. I mean, California's already lost. It's been lost for <laughs> decades. But Texas doesn't have to go down that same road. And when I say lost, I just mean that our government has given up and there is no border. We don't even pretend to have a border anymore. Yeah, that that should be really concerning to you. Whether you're concerned more about fentanyl or the human trafficking, a.k.a. modern slavery, or, or just the people that are in the cartels ruling and running things. I mean, look at what happened in Arizona. They basically bought off or destroyed most of the leadership on both sides of the of the equation there, i.e. both parties, right, Republicans and Democrats, in the state of Arizona, they own Arizona, essentially. I mean, how else do you explain what's been going on there? But again, you don't have to do anything. You can just continue to worry about what goes on in Europe and what goes on in the Middle East and just ignore what happens in Texas. Apparently, nobody cares in D.C. And quite frankly, I don't care about D.C. And while we're on the subject, while we've got... let's call them conservative commentators, they're all in in defending Israel's actions and all in on that we should be committing our money, our weapons, our people to defend Israel. I'm curious, are any of them going to volunteer? Whether we're talking about Sean Hannity or Ben Shapiro or whether we're talking about uh, Mark Levin or pick pick your next flavor, I don't know. Who cares? None of these people are going to go there and fight on behalf of either side in either operation, but they're (laughs) cheering on yet another war, yet another battle between what I would call uh, two not great teams. That's just the easiest way to explain it. Neither team is great. Neither team do I want to pick sides with. If you're going to choose the lesser of evils, okay, perhaps. Perhaps you can choose a side then, but I'm not even going to do that. I don't see there is anything. But again, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you watch our bumbling leader float around the country and the world. The guy actually sounds worse than I do in the last couple of days. I mean, he sounds like it all the time. Apparently, he has trouble walking at this point. I just... I can't fathom how 81 million people voted for this guy. In fact, I still don't believe it. And I, and I hold true to the idea that there was fraud and massive fraud and an illegal election in 2020. But the fact of the matter is nobody cares and you can't do anything about it now. All we can do is throw the bums out in the next election. Hopefully we'll actually fix the problems that got us here. But again, I can't hold my breath. So what does that mean? What do we got? Well, I got to tell you, I want to believe. I want to believe that there's some overarching counter plan going on right now. That The white hats are, if not in control, at least fighting back for us or with us. I would like to believe that. Only one problem. I don't see any adequate evidence to suggest that's the case. Yes, there's lots of anomalies. There's lots of strange things that have occurred in the last couple of years here. A lot of it just doesn't make sense. And you can hear arguments for and against everything that's going on. And while that's interesting and good, I would like just somewhere that we could get the straight scoop from somebody. I know that's asking too much. I really do. To think that anybody would be honest and tell the truth 
in the media today is just asking way too much. And I mean, whether you believe that the uh, CIA is still running all the major media outlets through the Operation Mockingbird, or whether you believe that the army or the military is largely in control now, don't know, don't care. I'm going to keep doing what I do, which is see the truth, report on the truth, talk about the truth, do everything as to the best of my understanding. And you know what? Occasionally I'm going to get things wrong. And honestly, there are just things I don't know. And this whole thing falls under, I just don't know. I don't know what the net benefit is of what's going on in Ukraine. I don't know what the net benefit is of yet another battle between Gaza and Israel proper. I don't know what, if anything, is going to be that was net coming out of uh, the new leadership in an African country named Niger. Don't know. And at this point, I really don't care. You know why I don't care? Because I can't get my own state to do anything about our border. I can't get my own federal government to be concerned about our borders when they're worried about the rest of the stinking world. I, I can't get anything done to deal with the trafficking of people and deadly narcotics. Right? And look, I, the ship sailed decades ago. People want to smoke their dope and, you know, be high and tap out on life. I, I can't fault them for that, honestly, at some point. But I'm not going to say it's okay. I'm not going to say it's a good thing. I just can't and I won't. But here's where we're at right now. We have no border that has any protection whatsoever. And we've got lots of bad guys crossing all the time from various countries with various motivations. And none of them are good. And that doesn't mean there aren't occasionally good people that are coming here for, let's call them benign reasons or reasons for their own family. Sure. But I think they're overwhelmed by the vast majority of bad actors crossing. And yet we do nothing In fact, our federal government seems fixated on overturning everything we've done in Texas to do the minimal to protect the border. Again, we're focused on overseas, protecting Taiwan, protecting Israel, protecting Ukraine, but do nothing to protect our southern border. And I don't even want to talk about what's potentially going on in the northern border and the resettling of people that have... Zero in common with the very people that they're going to be forced to be host to these people makes no sense to me whatsoever. I mean, it could be a designed implosion of the country. I don't know. I, I don't want to go there. I don't necessarily think that's an accurate description. But at this point in time, what else should we believe? What else can we see but very long-term negative effects coming out of all this action. And it's extremely disappointing and frustrating. I want to believe. I want to believe there's a way forward. You know, it'd be very easy to bathe myself in the pre-trib Baptist theology of we're going to be raptured out of here, so things are just going to get worse until God comes back and takes all of us good Christians out of here. Yeah, I don't know if I'm certain about that either. I mean, it sounds great. This is your get out of jail free card, good Christian. But I I just don't know. I don't know. 
And this is a thought process that didn't even exist until like the 1830s. I mean, I imagine there's a whole lot of Europeans, Africans, and Asians that'd be supremely disappointed to find out that all their suffering, all their challenges, all their negative (laughs) abuse piled upon them for being Christians didn't really matter because, you know, when the good Christians in the United States have to face hard times, well, we're just going to get raptured out. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could buy that. I really do. I wish I, I wish I would believe that is really what's going to happen. I just don't know. What I do know, what I do know is we can't fix what's going on overseas. We can't fix what goes on in DC. We can barely make any difference in Austin. But what we can do is we can protect our own families. We can protect our own communities. And we can continue to do the right thing by the people closest to us. And honestly, that's all we got. That's all we can do. We can continue to be good Christians, good conservatives, good liberty lovers, right? Good members of the local community, good church members, we can we continue to be all those things and we are a light and we we are a rock for others to lean on and no we're not going to get everything right and no we don't know everything but we just continue to do the best we can and leave the rest to god so one of the underlying reasons why i spend so much time trying to focus on texas and things closer to us because those are the only things that we can really have any control over. Those are the only things we're really going to have any input in. The other things are way beyond us. But I, I believe that nothing's going to happen that isn't already known. And Christ is still on his throne. And no matter what happens, that's not going to change. So while things may stink, they may become rough, they may become terrible for you and I as individuals or for our communities as a whole or for our country, there's nothing happening there that wasn't already foreknown, <laughs> foreknown excuse me. And honestly, I got to believe, and I do believe that's part of the greater plan for the world's re- redemption and the world coming to Jesus. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a whole lot of fun all the time. But guess what? The creator God did not check in with me first. He did not take an opinion poll of his creation. He's doing what he knows is best. And that just requires a little bit of faith and trust. And honestly, looking at the world today, that's all I can do. That's all really anybody can do. And with that, we will return on Monday with regularly, regularly scheduled programming. And uh, probably need to have another sip of water here so I can get my words right. Until then, as my friend says, stay safe, stay vigilant. As some of the folks in the military or even law enforcement say, stay frosty. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Be prepared. Take just a little bit of effort to look out for your extended family. And with that, I will see you on the other side.